Blog Talk Radio. Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Your watchman on the wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East, the mark of the beast, the European superstate, Russia, China, Syria, and more. So set back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible and be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Prophecy Zone. This is Phil Armstrong, your host, speaking, and we are going to be talking about Syria and what is taking place on the other side of the world, which will lead us to the second coming of Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Um, I wanted to talk to y'all today. First, by beginning with prayer, that God will open up our eyes to see what is happening in these last days so we can warn our family members. Those who are out there who remember uh, Comet Ellen and the things that went on last year, um, and we know that Comet Ellen did exist, but it happened not to be what we suspected it to be. Now, there's a lot of ministries who are legit ministries and who are still legit ministries who was zooming in on this big um, thing that was supposed to uh, block the sun for three days, and it did not block the sun. Uh, so a lot of us looked at that, and we did not uh, know for sure that that was a false signal. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a break, and uh, I'll be right back uh, for uh, more of the show. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperity on Rock Talk Radio. Enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Your end time watchman. Bringing you light in a dark world. Where truth is rivaled with a lie. And the matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun. And in the moon. And in the stars. And upon the earth distress of nations. With perplexity. The sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days, so you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone, the prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy so you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. such an awesome and mighty God that you are in control of all things, God. 
Let us pray for those people in Syria, especially those Christians, but those non-believers who do not know you, and that for somehow some miracle will happen where you will uh, you you will uh, delay this destruction of Damascus long enough for people will get saved. But if, in your foreknowledge, you already know what is happening. If you are, you've already done what your spirit has done to poor men to yourself. We pray, Father God, for the safety of uh, the children over there, God, and we just pray that 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 you would um, uh, would preserve life as much as possible, that uh, they will not have to go and through the pain and agony uh, that uh, that they have been going through already. Father God, we just pray, Father God, that you would make the pain painless, that that things will happen instantly where they cannot feel it. I know this is out of touch with a lot of people out there, but we need to be praying for uh, Damascus and the people there. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Um, I know that's a strange prayer coming from, um, and this is a signal that we're, we're headed. When Damascus is taken out, folks, uh, this is a signal that that we are deeply enrooted into the uh, end times. We've been there for a long time. But uh, I know that prayer sounds kind of forced, but um, it, it, it's something that I've been, been been on my mind. And it was coming out, but, uh, I mean, folks, man, we can't get happy and joyous because we see the masses destroyed. we got to have compassion for the people over there, um, in which I do. And uh, we all should have compassion. We should be praying for the peace of Jerusalem um, because they're going to be involved. Tel Aviv is going to definitely be involved. You know how many threats that Tel Aviv has already had, not alone to mention Jerusalem and and other cities in Israel have received threats um, that uh, they're going to get chemically uh, destroyed or or. in some cases, some countries will probably even threat nuclear war with Israel. Um, some people want to destroy Jerusalem. Some people want to use Jerusalem as a as their religious shrine of the new world order. But um, we particularly know that uh, Damascus is going to be targeted because of this verse. Now, do we actually know that Israel is the one hitting Damascus? Well, we don't know that in general, but <clears throat> what we do know is that Israel will become a burdensome stone to all those who are upon the earth. We also know that in, in Zechariah that the, the in Joel that the nations will um go in and surround Israel. Um and we also know that the Antichrist will sit and the temple of God proclaiming himself to be God. So, um, why does Russia invade Israel? And, I, and I've said this before in my shows, and I'll continue to say it again. Russia invades Israel because of hooks, plural. So there are other reasons why they have invaded Israel, but I think the main reason why is because of Syria, Damascus, Damascus, Syria. And right now it is evident that the United States and Russia are coming to a new Cold War. But uh, if you you listen to a show that I did earlier, and I want to find that show, where I said that Syria is headed for civil war, um, that is what's being uh, right now transpiring. Um, It says that the U.N. official says Syria now in civil war. A top U.N. United Nations official has declared that Syria is now in uh, uh, full-scale civil war as the regime ramps up its attack on the opposition rebels. Now we we know that Syria just called just a just their military that they're going to step up uh, their attacks. We also know that Russia um, has sent um, 
Syria attack helicopters, more attack helicopters. So that means that there are going to be more uh, civilians getting damaged or killed. Um, where does Psalms 83 fit in the mix? Is Psalms 83 going to be a part? Is it going to be the reason why Damascus is taken out? Or is it going to be uh, the reason, is Damascus being taken out going to be the reason why uh, Psalms 83 happens? Um, there's a clue in Psalms 80, actually Psalms 2, where they get together and they're at, and they're saying, "Let's go take out Israel." And this is the same thing happening in uh, Psalms 83. So Psalms 2 and Psalms 83 <coughs> could be talking about the same. Thing that it says it says in Psalms two it says why do the heathens rage and the people imagine a vain thing the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against His anointed saying let us break their bands of thunder and cast away their cords far from us he that sitteth in the heaven shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision, which is confusion. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath, and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord have said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And then he, asks, he says, he says, kiss the son. At the end of the chapter, it says, kiss the son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from your way. A lot of us should be kissing the son. But anyway, there's a meeting uh, in Psalms 83 that makes us think that these nations uh, have gotten together and come up with a conclusion that Israel has got to go. Now, is that... Now... I'm not going to go too fast because I might be losing some people, but Psalms 83 is a, is a is a war that happens in the end times that will involve Israel's bordering nations, perhaps Egypt, Syria, Lebanon, and Hezbollah, and, and Hamas, and the, the Philistines, or <laughs> the... Uh, uh, the, the nation um, uh, that are closest to Israel will come in and war against uh, Israel. And then these nations, and Jordan also, but these nations are not mentioned in Ezekiel 38 and 39. Now, is, Psalms 83 is a separate war from Ezekiel 38 and 39. Now, Ezekiel 38 and 39 involves the bordering nations, and Ezekiel, uh, I'm sorry, Psalms 83 involves the bordering nations, and Ezekiel 38 and 39 involves the Islamic nation. Now, the same nations that are in Psalms 83 are not in, in Ezekiel 38 and 39. Now, Crossing between the two, or at the beginning of the two, uh, is Isaiah 17. Now, it gives you a clue in Isaiah 17 that may give, a, give us a clue that Damascus is taken out first, and then... Uh, the countries that are born in them attack. But it, it doesn't really draw a clear, definitely, definite line. But it is says the nations in verse uh, seven, in, in chapter 17 of Isaiah, verse 13, it says, The nations shall rush like the rushing of many waters, but God shall rebuke them. 
and they shall flee far off and shall be chased as the chasing of the mountains before the wind and like the roaring thing before the whirlwind and before at even in trouble and before the morning he is not. This is the portion of them that spoil us and the lot of them that rob us. So that sounds like Ezekiel 38-39 rather than Psalms 83. Now, is it all of these things, are all of these wars within a week of each other, or are they more of a separation of months? That is the question. Another thing I wanted to talk about today is uh, Isaiah, oh, excuse me, Ezekiel 38 and 39. Um, and the reason why I'm going to talk about it is. Me, myself, I believe, and it's going to take me a little bit of time because I didn't do this before. Actually, you know, the Bible that I got, is, the pages tore out. My kids tore the pages out of it. So the car, the my, um, let me let me see if I can look it up. I'm going to look it up online because I wanted to talk about that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go blue. Blue letter Bible is good for this. And I wanted to just look at, I think it's in uh, Ezekiel um, 39. Well, anyway, some people say, well, Ezekiel 39, um, uh uh-oh. Some people say, well, Ezekiel, did I spell Ezekiel wrong? I wonder why it's not pulling it up. That's weird. But it's not pulling it up. There it is. Uh, A lot of people say that Ezekiel 38 and 39 is the Antichrist, and he's coming to do something at the end of the tribulation period. Well, I'm not going to sit up here and argue with that one, but I'm going to say... Uh, if I can find it, because it's so tiny. The verse is so tiny. But it says, um, let me see. Anyway, at the at the end of that, okay, here it is. Okay, it says it right here. Um, but anyway, when does the when does Ezekiel thirty eight and thirty nine take place? That that's that's the question I'm trying to answer. And first of all. I I'm I'm at revelation to say that it gives you a clue in here as soon as I find it. My eyes are bad. That's it. It's a bright, bright screen and my eyes are bad. But it gives you a clue of when it takes place, but nobody seems to want to uh hang on to it. Everybody wants to kinda of shake it. Because it's just too simple. It, it, it gives when when common sense is all you have. Stick with common sense. Um, but I know for one thing, it says that he should take seven seven months. To, they should take seven months to bury the dead. Now, if that was at the end of, end of the millennium, I don't think the millennium we're going to be worried about burying any bodies because everybody would already came to. The position where they're going to go. See, the people. There's going to be the people who are on Jesus' right side and his left side. They're going to be separating the goats from the 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 the, the, the goat and the sheep. Um, one's going to be on the right side. One's going to be on the left side, and they're going to ask. Uh, he's going to say, "When did you?" He says. He says. Um, you gave me, you know, you gave cold water from, you know, and you've helped people, you've you've fed the hungry, and they're gonna say, when have you done this? When have you? When have we done this? When you did it to the least of these? Uh, those are gonna be separated: the goat on one side and the sheep on the other side. And if they, if it takes seven months at the end of the tribulation period to bury the dead. Then um, it doesn't make any sense. Um, 
And also, and I know this is not a big revelation. This is not a huge revelation where I've actually got the evidence with me. But I, I'm just letting y'all know something. There's something to think about. Um, that it tells you that it takes seven months to bur to to to, to bury the dead. And then they, then they can't go past the buyer. Past the buyer. People who are passing by. Uh, have to cover their nose. Oh, that's an awesome seven, one thousand year millennium period, right? Well, that that well that at least puts the uh, the war of Ezekiel thirty eight thirty nine somewhere <coughs> at, for that case at the end of the uh, first three and a half years. But is that true? Um, I don't think that's true. And I, I'm going to give you some analogies of why. First of all, um, the Antichrist is no, not in Ezekiel 38 and 39. And had he been, I'm pretty sure the man of sin or something like that would have came, would have hooked up with the rest of Bible prophecy. In other words, any of the names that was that God called called the Antichrist earlier, the man of sin, the son of perdition, something would have came up, uh, and it didn't. Since in seven months shall the house of Israel be bearing of them, says the house of Israel is going to be bearing these people, so that. Right away, that says that this is not a post-trip event. This is not rather Armageddon. Okay, so here it is. It says, And they that dwell in the city of Israel shall go forth, and shall set a fire and burn the weapons, both the shields and the bucklers, and bows and arrows, and hand shaves and spears, and they shall burn them with fire seven years. Now, what is those seven years? Huh. Could it be a contract with the Antichrist and that be part of the the, the, the cleansing of the land um, uh, to bury the, the dead for seven months? And I guarantee you this. If you backtrack and you say, um, if, if, if say Jesus come back for his church on Rosh Hashanah and Ezekiel thirty eight thirty nine take place that same couple of days, if you go six seven if you go seven months in advance, you're gonna get September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. How did I, I knew that was gonna happen? I didn't even count it. April will probably be some Jewish feast where they wanted to have the land cleansed by then, and they might have even been done with the temple by then. That probably be the time where they they celebrate the temple. It's when they cleanse the land after Ezekiel thirty eight thirty nine. Do I know that for sure? No, it's just a guess. But to burn the weapons for seven years, huh? How can you put the tribulation that 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 little bitty thing right there? And I guarantee you, if you give me the next show, I, I can prove to you that beyond a shadow of a doubt. Those seven years are the seven years of the tribulation period. And there's probably other things in, in Ezekiel 38 and 39 that will point to you, because I've read it many times, but I, I mean, tonight I, I just kind of like pulled it open. Um, but seven years, it says in verse 9, it take, it's going to take seven years to burn the weapon. What seven years? If Jesus is the light of the millennium, uh, he's the light of actually I take that back. He's the light of the New Jerusalem, which will be in the sky for a thousand years and then finally come down to earth. But he's the one doing the light and the energy in the millennium. The millennium is the day of the Lord. So why would you need to burn weapons for seven years to overlap the millennium? It doesn't make any sense. So it says with it says and and it says, so they that shall take no wood out of the field, neither cut down any. You know, why would, I mean, pretty sure people are going to be working in the millennium. That's not my point. My point is, is that, first of all, burying dead people to overlap the millennium is nonsense. And then, because we had, a, we, we decided to push 
we decided to say, okay, seven seven months uh, of, of burying uh, people, and you know, and finally after seven months, you get to bury the people. But until then, the land needed to be cleansed, and they had to every time they seen a dead bone, they put a flag next to it. They were cleansing the land, and then seven months later was a Jewish feast. And by then, they would have said, okay, let's finish the land. Are they going to automatically build the temple? Not if Ezekiel 38 and 39 happens. They're not going to probably build that temple until into seven months of purity in the land. Um, so, like I said before, I keep dwelling on this seven years in Ezekiel 30, uh, 38 verse 9. Seven years. That places the tribulation period when that chases that places the tribulation period I don't know if y'all just heard that cat man I swear I've never known anybody to have so many problems during a show. <sighs> Some people say, "Well, your show is, oh, you, you know, you, you, you're not touching anybody." I guarantee you, I'm touching somebody because I have so many distractions. Um, but um, I mean, that's just some things to think about, folks. It's not, it's not like I'm coming off saying that I'm right. I'm just saying it doesn't make any sense to burn weapons for seven years in you in the millennium. You don't even have to do that. See. What Israel's doing is they defeated their their foes, and now they're taking they're taking their plunder and their booty and their spoil and reversing them, and they're using energy. But why would you have to do that when you're in God's millennium? It doesn't make any sense to burn weapons for seven years, unless it's a seven year tribulation period. So the Jewish people are hooked up anyway. They're burning weapons for seven years. And these weapons are used to burn to, to, to make their electricity go. They don't. They don't need that in the tribulation period. I mean, in the millennium. Um, so, how close are we uh, to the times of the end? How close are we to Jesus coming back? In other words, are we there yet? There's a, there's a show called Are We There Yet? And uh, um, are we there yet? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and extend this show for another 30 minutes. Actually, I'm going to go 60 minutes. So I just extended the show. There it is, 30, 31 minutes. So I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. Romans 623 says, For the witness of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperous Jesus on Box Talk Radio. The Zone. The Prophecy Zone. Your end time watchman. Bringing you light in a dark world. Where truth is rivaled with a lie. And the Matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars. And upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity. The sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. 
So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days so you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone, the prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy so you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. David Rockefeller says that he he believes that 13,000 uh, he says that 13,000 um, people will die at the Olympics. Is that true? Is that true? Um, 13,000 people would die at the Olympics. We don't know if that's the case or not. But, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about. And hopefully... Um, he uh, hopefully that doesn't happen but um, what is the Olympic I, I, I know that I've I've seen uh, that they have donated the Olympics to Apollyon and I don't know where they get that from uh, and I and I don't, I'm not not sure if that's the sure hundred uh, percent. I I I think I've got that from a newspaper that I was looking online, and I think it was the uh, uh, the the Olympic site. I'm not a hundred I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm I'm thinking it was the. Uh, uh, Olympic site. Um, I'm doing something. I can't. I can't chew gum and walk at the same time. So I apologize for that. But uh, so, what can open up the Pandora's box? I meaning, what can cause the world? to sway back and forth spiritually and uh, go into perdition or chaos? And the answer to the question is probably something that's going to jar a reason to go and fight against Iran and Syria. And this uh, seems to be uh, coming down the pike pretty quickly as a confrontation that will involve the whole Middle East. Now, is uh, World War Three on the horizon, or do we have more time? Well, what I want to look at right quick is the beast. And I'm just going to look at Daniel chapter 2, and I'm going to refer back to Daniel chapter 7 and 13, because it's the same analogy of the, you know, the cheetah, the the, the, the leopard, the, the bear, uh, the lion, and the mixed mongrel beast. Um, and then you have... And Daniel chapter 2, you have uh, Nebuchadnezzar explaining to uh, uh-oh, I think I, y'all can hear echo. Anyway, you hear, you see Nebuchadnezzar explaining uh, being explained to by Daniel uh, the territories and he says he says Nebuchadnezzar you are the head of gold and uh, being that head of gold uh, you will be taken over by Media Persia uh, and 
and the Medo Persia will be taken over by Greece, and Greece will de- defeat uh, along with the uh, uh, other nations, smaller tribal outfits around uh, Rome. They will be defeated also. But what I want to look at tonight was the possibility of the beast having the same geographical territory as the whole statue or or in other in other words Nebuchadnezzar's nation has to be a part of the geographical makeup of the beast that is coming or the um the last world empire so in other words, when the beast comes up out of the sea, having ten horns, the ten toes could represent more than just ten nations. It can represent ten regions. Now, we got to include the entirety, the entirety of the whole Roman Empire. I don't care what time... John was talking to somebody or I don't care what time Daniel was talking to somebody. Everybody likes to use those knowledges. This is well at at uh I'm looking at this uh, article right here and I'm loving this article. I just saw uh, somebody from uh End Times Bible and that's a uh, that's a group and he's talking about uh, Psalms 83 war. And it says Ezekiel 38 war coming. And it says Israel to build barriers along Jordan barrier. It says Russia warns war is coming. And I saw that article too. Russia warns that war is coming. Syria and the civil war, because we already talked about that. Syria rebelled. Oh, excuse me, rebel. I cannot read at night. Syria rebels take battle to heart in Damascus. Another one says, Russia defends weapons sales to Syria, says U.S. armed rebels. So they're saying that the U.S. is arming the rebels, which we know U.S. history says that we like to arm certain sides or both sides of the confrontation. Uh, Turkey fears Syria conflict spilling over border. Hezbollah more moves. May move, excuse me, Syria army to Lebanon. Hezbollah might move Syria army to Lebanon. EU discuss limited ATM withdrawal. Wow. And study says national debt is bigger than you think. And I don't even know that number right there. 50 trillion. I don't even think that's a trillion. There's another word for it. Um,. So that that's a good article right there. Whoever made that article, I haven't I haven't did any uh, posting for this show yet, so they have no idea uh, <coughs> that I have the show going. So they have no idea what I'm saying. But uh, y'all gonna hear Blog Talk Radio again, so please bear with me. I'm trying to get uh, there. It is. You probably gonna hear me talking and double talking. But I didn't send this this show off yet to anybody, so I'm going to do that right now. But it's awesome, awesome day to be alive, folks. Awesome time to be alive. So I'm doing two. I'm doing two. I'm doing two two things at once. And it just doesn't sound right, but I'm doing it. Let's go ahead and get that done. Um, but uh, the 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 greatness of being alive today is that you get to be a part of uh, this end time um, ministry that uh, God is uh, proclaiming, and you get to do things for God. And and when we do things for God, we're doing it because we love Him. We're not doing it because we have to. Uh, some people do it because they have to, uh, and you know, 
sometimes that that works out that way uh, that we do it because we have to but God Jesus came down to save us from our sins not because he had to because he wanted to he set his eyes at flint towards the cross because the cross was something that he wanted to do and for the joy of this cross uh, he, he, he died for our sins so um, I am grateful to the Lord that he died for my sins and he died for other people's sins as well I do not forget Jesus throughout this week because he's my God every day now if I fail Jesus has picked me up many times and when you try to share this with your family members you begin to be labeled as cynical or self-righteous or because you say that we must live for God daily and the daily living for God will help you to be obedient towards God so he can use you and uh you become mighty in his kingdom um but we're not here to be uh, idle. We're, we're here to do God's will. And our delight should be to do God's will because if our will is God's will, then, yeah, we will be happy and blessed that he has given us um, something to do. Now, getting back to Daniel chapter 2, those nations, Greece, excuse me, um, Babylon, Media, Persia, um, Greece, Rome, and Rome, the revived Rome, going back to Babylon, Media, Persia, and Greece, they have to become part, they have to geographically be part of the the rising of the beast. <clears throat> so everybody thinks Europe is it by itself. When the beast rises up out of the sea, when the Antichrist rises to power, he's going to be taking over regions. He's going to be taking over a made-up Roman, revived Roman Empire that dwells with all the uh, geographical area of the Roman Empire and it gives you the answer right away it tells you that uh, Greece defeated uh, Rome um, Rome was defeated de Rome defeated Greece and Rome took over uh, I don't know what I just said earlier in the show I think I said Greece defeated Rome that's the other way around actually Greece Alexander the Great died out and his empire was 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 divided into four, and um, then um, Rome came by, and they were controlled by uh, two capitals: one in Constantinople, which controlled uh, Turkey and and the Middle East and uh, Africa, and the other one was controlled by Rome, which controlled all the uh, the, the countries that are now in Europe. So when the beast comes out of the sea, Iraq has to be a part of that country. Um, and and I believe there's going to be a Islamic caliphate uh, where he subdues that area who is under the caliphate. And it says that he shall subdue three of the first ten. Now, is Nikolai Sarkozy's uh, is Nikolai Sarkozy's uh, Mediterranean Union? Is it going to be part of this thing? I believe it's going to be the whole thing. The Mediterranean Union involves all of the territory that was Roman, of the Roman Empire. So. 
the 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 dream that Nebuchadnezzar had that somebody defeated him and somebody defeated them and somebody defeated them. Well, that that's Babylon defeating uh, Media Persia, I mean, being defeated by Media Persia, and Media Persia being defeated by Greece, and then and then Greece faded away, and then uh, Rome took over, and then the new revived Roman Empire. Remember, Rome was not taking those taking over by vandals more than it was any other nation. So it kind of went away from within. Um, so, but the, in the the end time empire, the feet, the ten toes, will be a dividing of the Middle East, the Western European Union, and the North and Africa. And yet he will take over this union and be great at it. Now it says that the Antichrist shall come from among them. Among who? Among this Mediterranean organization. Now trust me, if if, if this is legit and the rapture of the church is going to happen in the next couple of months, um, anywhere from 24 months to four months, then three months, uh, then they would have to already have this union in, in, in secret. Maybe that's why Nikolai Kosakozi lost. Maybe they did that on purpose so he can go organize this union. Uh, we never know. We're not. We're not going to know. Um, so the uh, book of Daniel, chapter seven. In the book of De- in the book of Revelations, chapter thirteen, are the same thing. Uh, they are the same beast going backwards and forwards. I think Daniel looks forward, and Revelation looks backwards, and these beasts rise up in those areas in those categories. So uh, it is something to marvel at, but we know that in the in the near future. Uh, God is going to break the skies, and he's going to take his people out. And when he takes his people out, we're going to have a new ball game. Uh, so Israel building barriers over uh, along the Jordan border. So what is that? What is that? What does that mean? Russia warns that war is coming. What kind of war? Now we know Hillary Clinton was saying that Russia is sending those uh, attack helicopters into Syria, and 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 it seems like there's a word of war, a war of words, in the media with those two countries, the United States and Syria. Now where's the United States in Bible prophecy? Uh, I was reading an article today. And I don't know how it's true. It wasn't an article. Actually, I'm sorry. I apologize. It was a tabloid. <laughs> how dare you read a tabloid? But anyway, some of that tabloid is true. Uh, some of it is false. 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 It's not. It's not. Sometimes I think they make those tabloids to hide the truth in plain sight. Now, is everything true? No. Heck no. But I think a lot of times you can say what's ridiculous and what's not. Um, anyway, uh, uh Miss Obama seems like she don't want President Obama to win his, his second term because of the, um, but it talks really bad about her, and I don't believe, you know, I think we should pray for her and her family, but she doesn't want him to win a second term. But anyway, and it says something that got my attention, and says she don't want to catch. Well, I ain't gonna say that. She yeah, just trust me. It, it seems like. Uh, Eventually, God don't like ugly, and and I'm pretty sure Miss Obama found out things that she, that she really didn't want to find out. Maybe kind of like John Kennedy's wife found out about him, but in this case, it might be homosexuality more than anything. So we need to pray for this the the president. We need to pray for his family. A lot of them are in the voodoo, um, the casting spells, and all of this stuff. When that's Pray, to, pray for them to be saved. If you, if you some of you black African American people out there who love um, who love Barack Obama and you going to church, why don't you pray that he's born again? 
And instead of just fussing at everybody else for coming against Obama, we want you to notice it. And you pray for President Obama and that he would get saved. Pray for our nation. Pray for pray for uh, Congress. Instead of, you know, a lot of people have the mentality that they're going to come, they're going to take back America for uh, for whatever reason. Uh, and they have that mentality of... Um, of bringing the kingdom on earth, um, the church. And a lot of the churches are believing that stuff that they can bring the kingdom on earth. Uh, we don't want you to bring the kingdom on earth. We want the kingdom to come, but we don't want it to come in uh, the way you want it to come. I don't want the kingdom of God to come. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't, I don't want heaven to come down here. I mean, we got people eating each other. We got kids being molested. I mean, we got, I mean, yeah, I look at the glass half full, but hey, my glass is starting to get tipped. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I'm, I'm a positive. I mean, I hate to use the word positive, especially being a Christian, but I'm a very joyful person. But when I see kids getting molested and people getting shot for no reason and, you know, kids getting drive-by kids, you know, some kids are so engulfed in the world system that who's going to tell them unless we tell them the truth? And if we don't tell them the truth, and we're trying to play footsie and mind games, and we're trying to say, well, well, maybe if you just love the child, he will come to Christ. Look, people are so, the society is so gone that if you don't sit in somebody's face and tell them, hey, look, man, this is what's coming, this is what's going on right now, you ain't gonna, you're gonna lose people. Uh, yeah, you should do it with love. Yeah, you should do it with love. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it with love, but uh, when we when we sit back and we think that the pastor's going to teach your kid and and all is good, you know, all is loving, wonderful, then we're going to get uh, we're going to get the we're going to get things to come to us we're not going to like. Uh, and I sure hate to stand in front of God and give an account and find out, you know, my kid went to hell because we 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 gave him an easy believism or that Jesus loves everybody, which he does. But uh, you know, get that from John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The he who believes in him will be saved. But if you go down a couple of verses, it'll put you in check. People say, well, you're being cynical because you're telling me that Jesus should be first in my life. How can I be cynical when I'm telling you Jesus should be first in your life? And then I turn around and say, uh, not only should he be first in your life, and don't even mention, I really don't even say, you know, I'm talking about whoever I'm talking to. I'm, I'm, I, I don't really say, sit there and say, well, you got to be living a holy life. I mean, yeah, you got to be living a holy life. But when somebody says, um, <laughs> when somebody says you 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 should put Jesus first, well, I'm not doing that. You don't, you don't see me doing that. Doing it when? <laughs> I see you go to church on Sundays. Uh, I, I I see that, but I, I don't see where you're putting God first. And putting God first, believe it or not, is the first start towards living holy. Because the closer you get to God, the and you get to know God, and you're gonna know why He did sin, why He died on the cross for you, instead of expecting twofold measures and the casting the bread and out and and, you know, God's going to, you know, double what you give and all this other stuff. Instead, just 
find out, you know, how to love God, as you know, and you know, God loves you. I mean, that that part where you can say God loves you, He does love you. But he, he like in John six when he fed the fed the large crowd. I mean, he said some of y'all follow me for my the food and what I can give y'all. <clears throat> and are we following him for what he can give us? Are we look, are we are we trying to get our cake and eat it too without even having to make the cake? Somebody's got to make the cake unless you get it from the stove. I mean, everybody's believing that that Jesus uh, can give you this or give you that, but nobody's saying that Jesus can set them free from sin. And we got to know that, yeah, Jesus can set us free. Jesus can set us free from sexual sins, from alcohol, from drugs, because he does love you. And he does want you to be in heaven with him when the end of the age comes. So where do we fit into all of this? Do we believe that God can take us and recreate us like the potter um, does the pottery? Or do we believe that we should stay the same with the same lumps because uh, we all we all human beings and we all make mistakes? No, he actually wants to help you. He wants to cure you. He wants to set you free. Uh, but by obedience, he sets you free, not by um, doing what you want to do. Because we've tried that before. We we do what we want to do, and we're not free. We're just miserable. I mean, we're miserable, but God loves you, and he wants to set us free from the bondages that easily beset us and make us heavy that we can't do God's will and his work. Now, does he just save you because you can work for him? No, he saves you because he loves you. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, ask him. To come, God would not say no if you ask Him for His Spirit. Ask Him to be save you right now, that you may go to heaven when God calls His church home. Syria was told to prepare for war, plotting major uh, crackdown, four to six week crackdown on the opposition. Wow. That's crazy. So Syrian President Rashad is preparing a major offensive in the coming days against the opposition targeting his regime. It says the source told uh, Climb online yesterday that Assad was warned by Russia that if the coming counterinsurgency uh, targeting the opposition is not successful and in the next Four to six weeks, Syria should be prepared for a war. Wow. So let us keep doing the, doing shows and let us keep you guys informed because um, it looks like to me that a lot of the things that we were looking towards earlier are coming to fruition. Now, we don't have as many people listening to us as we could have if we'd have just been doing shows continuously, continuously, continuously. And I wish I would have done that. You know, I mean, we got large listens, but they're not even close to what we could have been doing if we would have just kept going. And uh, sometimes God does things on, sometimes God do, does things uh, that we are wondering why, but I see why he did that. Um, so, like I said, I can't wait to come to y'all more often as I can. Probably earlier, early in the morning on the East Coast time, probably about 5 o'clock. From 5 to maybe an hour show. Uh, most of the time it would be shorter than an hour. But uh, God bless y'all. Like I said, I don't, I don't have no going off theme song. But 
I'm going to play, um, I guess, John um, McDern's uh, commercial, and we're going to go off like that. But God bless y'all. Have a wonderful day. October 30th, 1991. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence? Or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcturnan.name.